If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A Toronto man diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder after serving on the jury of a murder trial said he struggled with what he saw and heard and couldn't speak about it. His name is Mark Ferrant, and he was a juror on a big Toronto case back in April of 2014 where a man had slit his girlfriend's throat, stabbed her repeatedly before lighting their Toronto rooming house on fire. And it was very graphic, full of autopsy pictures, really horrid details. And oftentimes when you hear these stories, it's sanitized by the media because it's way too graphic for most to hear. So imagine being a juror selected for one of these cases and hearing all of this day in, day out. Well, a conservative MP has introduced a private member's bill that would change the criminal code to allow jurors to actually talk with a medical expert after they're finished their trial. The guy fighting for those changes is Mark Ferrant, and he joins me now. Mark, you saw something in the system that did not work. You went out and you fought for change, and, and you got it. But that's not an easy process. This is a private member's bill. It required all-party, you know, consent, and they all jumped aboard. That's very unusual. Uh, it is, and, and I think, you know, um, a lot of thanks has to go to um, all of the members of the, the Commons uh, Justice and Human Rights Committee um, who um, understood the issue and took the took it under their wing to, uh, one, uh, conduct a, a study that looked at juror mental health first, but really also looked at, at juror jury duty as a whole. Mm-hmm. So and produced a, a series of recommendations that um, that really are, are comprehensive to uh, improving jury duty, uh, not just from a mental health standpoint, but also for some of the practical uh, aspects of jury duty. Um, and, and this uh, private members bill that was that that was announced by Michael Cooper and and um, Murray Rankin um, is, you know, answering one of those recommendations. It still has to be passed, uh, but, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that it, it will because it, it really is, uh, um, it, it's, it, it just makes sense. It, it's a common sense approach, and it, it, may, it does make sense. It's time has come, you know, when cases like the one you covered, which was a fairly uh, significant uh, high-profile case and very, very... Um, it was a terrible case. It was an awful, gruesome case. They get covered by the media, and you hear all about the cases, but you never hear about the jurors because we are not allowed to talk to the jurors and because they are hidden behind, you know, the buildings uh, of justice. And so you guys go home at night, and you're left to kind of stew in your own thoughts because you really can't talk to your family. You can't talk to anybody, so you're completely isolated. Take me through... Um, without really taking yourself through that, the particulars of, of the gruesomeness of the case, but take me through what it's like um, as a, you know, ha- as you sat with your thoughts of how hard it was. Well, as you've said that, that's very true. You know, jurors uh, are plucked out of their uh, their daily lives when they answer that summons and go into court and are are selected to be uh, a member of a, a panel on a on a 
on a graphic case or, or a really troubling and disturbing case. And this happens every day across the country. And as you said, you, you, um, we're not um, legal experts. It's not a vocation. It's not something that you wake up in the morning and say, you know, today I, I think I'd really you know, like to be a, a juror. Yeah. It's you're answering a civic duty and it's the, the last form of, of mandatory civic action left in the country, really. Like we don't conscript for mm-hmm. the military anymore, but we do conscript for jury duty. And there are significant legal ramifications if you don't answer that summons and, and don't attend. Um, so you're forced into it and you know and you know, truthfully, you know, I, I accept that responsibility and it's an important one. But you you're not trained for it, right? And there's no, there's the the court does not instruct you on on how to um, how to uh, con, you know to conduct yourself um, when you get home and and can, you know condition yourself. You right. just go home, and so you're you're on your commute, and those images are just are just you know ingrained in mm-hmm. you. You can't mm-hmm. turn them off, and you're hearing you know it. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of jurors, and they've said, you know, I can't, I can't get the audio recording of that scream yeah. out of my mind, and I can't, I hear it in in um, other circumstances in my life now, over and over and over again, and so, and then you're back in court the next day, mm-hmm. and you're you're you don't get to pause um, the session um, in court. You don't get to put your hand up and say, you know, I think I've had enough, or we've seen that. I, and I don't need to see it again. Yeah, you're 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 um, ingesting all of this material over and over and over again, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I mean, I see Randall Dooley's autopsy picture, um, a little boy's case that I covered. I see his picture in my mind every single day because you know you just don't get used to seeing images like that. I think of Tori Stafford every day. I think of a lot of the cases yeah. I do every single day. It isn't really till you step back and say, "Oh, geez, like that's not normal." It's not normal. And I've often wondered, um, and I know you can't talk about certain things, but the bond that is built between jurors of this unspoken horror brings you pretty close together, no? It, well, it, it, it can do. You know, um, Again, jurors are um, strangers. They're people yeah. brought together from all aspects of, of life and society. And, and in some cases, you do form a bond and, and panels... Um, you know, continue to meet after a uh, long after the verdict is delivered, and mm-hmm. I hear cases of that where they they meet annually. They're involved in, in people's in the, each other's lives, and in many cases, that you're not. You're total strangers. You come into the room, you may not have anything in common, and at the end of the day, you go your separate ways. And so, some some panels form a bond, and some don't. And that's just the way it is. Um, you do find ways to support each other, and, and in other cases, you're, you're 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 you don't have that mechanism. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I would not want to see our system change so that you've got jurors like they do in the United States coming out and sharing stories and writing books. I don't think we need to go that way. And, and, and there's a very respectful relationship mm-hmm. between the media and jurors, but it is not asking too much. I don't think for those particular jurors to be able to step aside and seek any kind of supports after the fact that that to me we're in 2018 you know mm-hmm. well and the, the fact of the matter was that this has been going on for a very long time um i've i've spoken to jurors who say 
10, 15, 20 years has passed, and I'm still not the same person that I was coming out of that courtroom Mm -hmm. uh, that I was going into it. And and that's the same for me. I'm not the same person now that I was walking into that courtroom the day that I... Are you hardened? Are you more hardened? Are you angrier? Well, I... uh, I have PTSD. Yeah. Um, it's real. It's, it's a real illness. It's a, um, it's a, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, you know, it, it, it has uh, a lot, there's a lot of misunderstanding about the illness and, and negative um, uh, uh, associations. It's got, you know, I don't think there's a lot of understanding about it. So I, I am a different person in that capacity. I, I, it takes me longer to um, re, uh, react and longer to, to resituate myself for certain things than I used to. So it, whereas I might have, uh, you know, reacted to um, something in, in the public or reacted to something, you know, like even in traffic. Uh, you know, it might take me longer to, to uh, come down from that. You know, my anxiety is just uh, sometimes off the charts, and that's just the way it is. I'm working hard to, to um, with a tool set to kind of overcome that, but that's, that's what happens. Um, and so the, I've talked to those jurors who said, you know, I didn't have counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was nothing offered to me. And so I had to, I went through years of anguish um, to uh, to get back to try to get back to a semblance of who I was, and I, I'm, I'm still not there. And so, um, you know, it took, I, you know, I suppose it took me to to say that I think there's something wrong here. When I I had to leave the when I left the courtroom, I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker because I I couldn't partition those images. Uh, from my day-to-day life, yeah. and they just kept hitting me over and over again in every capacity. For sure. Well, Mark, thanks so much for uh, sharing this with us, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. And that is Mark Ferrant. So we'll see if this thing goes through, but it has uh, support on all sides. So there is, uh, this is going to happen. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.